0: Hello, let's talk about media and communication. In this episode we discuss the anti-vaccination movements in Germany and Brazil. Together with our guest Adriana Amaral from the Unicinos University in Brazil, we look at how these movements use social media to spread misinformation and defy social cohesion. We also address the differences between these two movements and how Brazil's stronger politicization of vaccines has led to a more polarized debate. I'm Rodrigo Silva. Let's talk about media and communication. Adriana, welcome to our episode.
1: Hi, thank you for inviting me.
0: Adriana, let's jump into why you found you and your colleagues found this topic worthy of researching about.
1: Well, we had this research project between Germany and Brazil and we were looking for disinformation in digital platforms. But we had another grant specific for from the DFG from, from Germany that was specific to discuss how social media were being spread, the vaccination campaigns were being spread in Brazil. And then we start to look at it. And in our first uh, findings, we thought, oh, my God, that's been this, this big anti-vaccination movements. And then we decided to contextualize it with the German situation also, because it was different, but in a way that has some kind of similarities. Mm -hmm. And so we start to look at it.
0: So there was some research before about this topic. There was some uh, surprising elements that you just found. But considering previous research, let me know what were your expectations. So before we jump into the findings, what were you and your colleagues hoping to find?
1: First, because we saw that Brazil was very known because of the high levels of vaccination before and during the pandemic, we saw that this anti-vax discourses and narratives were growing and faster, and especially on Twitter, Instagram, and in Germany, we saw that the disinformation were more were less polarized because they have some specific groups that were more connected with anthros, anthroposophic, <laughs> anthroposophic movements, sorry, and with some movements that there were no, in a way, they were not so political. They were more like people who, thinking about uh, that, how can I say that? <laughs> People there are like, oh, natural style of life or mm-hmm. veganism. So it was very different from the situation we had in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the, the disinformation uh, was spread in the same platforms, but in different ways.
0: Mm-hmm. So different, same platforms, more polarized in Brazil than in Germany. So let's explore the findings now.
1: So then we started to, we had this long work of gathering and collect all the data during three or four months. And we started just right when the vaccination started in Germany, that was a bit before, and in Brazil a little bit later. And then we discovered that in Brazil, almost all the spread of this information have been have been organized by bolsonaro supporters or people who were in contact of the government and there were politicians and deputies and senators and also also people from that, that was most unexpected people were from the health field Especially some doctors, some medicals so, uh, that were spreading this anti-vax discourses, and they were discussing about chloroquina. That mm-hmm. is, it. that is this pill. So it was very weird. <laughs> and in Germany, it it was not. It was a movement very connected to some things about, oh, we have the rights to not get vaccinated. And in Brazil, it was more this, oh, if you vaccinated, you become a crocodile. <laughs> Bolsonaro said that. So there are lots of fake inventions mm-hmm. uh, about vaccines. Mm-hmm. And in Germany, it was more something connected to Oh, we were worried. This vaccination, uh, this vaccine was made very fast. We don't know what is made of, but some things were quite the same, like the discussion that the vaccines would transform your DNA and this kind of stuff.
0: Okay. Yes, and I, as I was reading your an article, and you just told me so. These anti-vaccination movements, they vary a bit in the context. Some in Germany argue for more like the personal rights. And in Brazil, even some health professionals and Bolsonaro groups that promote them. My question for you is because it got me curious to how can we explore potential policy impacts of this? Have you considered this in your study?
1: Well, so in, in another paper that is about to be published soon... We discussed about how the organizations, health organizations, were using these this digital platforms for information on campaigns, but on vaccination campaigns. But we didn't see, how can I say, especially in Brazil, this worried at least on the other government, of course, because when we gathered the data, it was still 2002 mm-hmm. and 2022, and so we didn't see this worry about policies mm-hmm. because Brazil was known for his for its strength on vaccination campaigns and dissemination of of vaccination in all around the country, and we have high rates. We never had this anti-vax movements; It was quite new. Mm-hmm. So in this sense, I think something we should address is more policies on combating misinformation. And also, there is the part from the digital platforms what we're gonna do with this with governance of digital platforms with in some cases deplatformization so i think it's a mixture that we have to do with this kind of policies
0: mm-hmm. a responsibility that should be shared between politicians and the platforms um yeah. for controlling the misinformation what do you think adriana um after what you told us what do you think researchers should look at now? So what's the future research comparing new geographies or new groups, other platforms? So what should we look at now?
1: I think all of these things, because when we started mm-hmm. this research, we didn't see any comparative. We found some uh, lots of things on anti vax movements, but more in the US, more in the global north. And so... We, we saw that there was this lack in the field. Mm -hmm. And also, I have, I have been thinking about now about video and TikTok because there's been lots of conspiracy theories that have been around on TikTok and Instagram and all these digital platforms. They are kind of with video, they are more difficult to research because the API is closed and, and there is this also this problem with the digital platforms for researchers that while Twitter is closing, we don't know what it's going to do with Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. And all these things impact. So things that are from a political side and from marketing side and from how these platforms are are ruling there? I, I think it's a challenge. It's challenging to be researching this kind of things now, and maybe other movements because some people have been researching before, like people who believes in the flat earth and this kind of things. But they, we were thinking more on the conspiracy theories where they were more like an adult. Mm-hmm. So now we saw. The impacts that were very worried about these impacts. And I've been to Fiocruz last year, that is one of the places in Brazil where they research and they did the they did the vaccine here. And right. they were saying to me, the people from there, that it has impact in other vaccines, not only in COVID. Wow but for children and this oh one last thing that i forgot the really? last thing is that they are using this the uh, the people from the, extre- the right the extreme right they are far right they are using it oh you're using vaccines for the children and it's not safe let's protect children creating a moral pan- a panic for this and this impact is awful and it's getting in all social classes it doesn't have to be a person who has not studied so people from university everywhere so it's of kind of crazy
0: of course I spillover over effect to other field other vaccines and other groups of course other than adults do you have any materials that you'd like to share with who's listening to us some um, additional materials for people to further explore the topic?
1: Well, I think that that there's a material that we have produced that -hmm. is more more visual, and I can leave it to you to distribute Mm -hmm. because it's on a PDF that we shared with the journalists. And, And we also are thinking about... Uh, The way people who communicate science has to treat this because it's another thing that we have to consider.
0: Of course. And for our listeners, this uh, material that Adriana recommended will be available if you are watching us on the Let's Talk About Media and Communication website. uh, Below the video, there will be this recommended material that Adriana just mentioned. Adriana, let's close this episode with a punchline. So if you could wrap this conversation in one or two sentences, what would it be? Although hard, what would it be? Hard.
1: I think that we have to be very careful with the information, especially information on health and vaccination that we should consider to take into our lives and to do the decisions of our health, our community, because uh, it's a collective sense that we are missing. That's the importance of the social cohesion. So in these digital platforms they are not caring about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that is the, the punchline.
0: Perfect. Adriana, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: This podcast is powered by Kojitatu Press. You can listen to this episode on the Let's Talk About Media and Communication website, on Kojitatu Press YouTube channel and whatever gets your podcast.